This is a Blue Orange podcast recording. All Blue Orange podcast recordings are in the public domain. We might copyright later. Maybe. Okay, I'm done. Wait, no, I'm not. This is what the person has to read. Lol. Okay, let's start. Mountain Manor. Written by Grant... Oh, hey, that's me. Read by Grant... Ha. That's me again. Mountain Manor, Chapter 1, Part 3. This is a pretty cool voice, right? It was exactly midnight when I awoke. I knew this because I woke to the twelve strikes of midnight on a grandfather clock. My face lay on a book. I could smell the musty pages. I could feel the rough paper. I could hear the wind blowing. I could see... I couldn't see. I can't see. I began to panic. Had I gone blind? If so, why? This was a very horrible experience. Until I opened my eyes. I sat up in my chair and looked around the room. I was in a library. It was quite a big one, too. Three floors worth of bookshelves stacked on top of each other, slowly spanned across all of the walls. There were two grand dark oak doors leading to who knows where. It was then that I decided to look down. Below me lay the book I had dozed on. In between the pages sat a letter. This letter was sealed with a red wax stamp, with a simple forest, bridge, and a tower on it. It was to my horror of what literature it contained. I broke the wax seal and pulled out the paper from the inside. It read this. Dear Winston Brown, welcome to my home, Mountain Manor. I am your host, and as the host, I will treat you with hospitality. As a guest, I expect you to return it. Play my game. You might be a bit confused due to the lack of memory, but you will gain it back if you win. I have a simple rule here, and that is to not leave. If you do, you might not make it back safely. You will find others like you. Reminisce. Try to find out what you can. But remember, they are your competition, and they are who hold you. Your host, T. This host was not going to beat me. Even though I felt the absence of my memory, I had my knowledge. I felt like I had read every book in every library twice. I had the intelligence as the writers did. I knew the fate of Roderick von Schmidt III. I knew how Thomas died in that one murder mystery book. I could see the clues around me. This is when I examined the letter again. Every single letter he wrote all looked the same. The M's had the exact same curves, the exact same height, the exact same mannerism. But the text was not printed. It was written. The indentation on the back showed as such. The way the ink flowed on the page made it look like so. But it was when I touched the T that I noticed something. 
The ink had not dried. This had been written less than a minute ago. I looked around the room and to the floor. The carpet had no indentation, no smudges of dirt, no markings whatsoever. Did I write this? I searched for a pen or for a quill, but nothing was there. There was no ink on the side of my hand, nor smudges on the paper besides the one I had just made. I then decided to wander about the room. Enjoying Mountain Manor? Find out what happens next after this quick commercial break. Listeners like you make this book possible. Thank you for listening to that short ad. And now for more Mountain Manor. This is when I noticed something. To the right of the forest, several glowing lights. A town. I could get to a town and call the cops or something. This greatly lifted my spirits. I knew that a person did not just forget their name and everything about them. They did not wake up in a mansion with a creepy aesthetic and a note waiting for them. This was not normal. I had to escape this haunted mansion in order to save myself and by the looks of things, the other people in the same boat as me. I went to the large, double doors. I tried to open them, but to no avail. I noticed a keyhole, one accessible to both sides, the one that you could peek through. You know those ones. I bent down to look through the small crack. I was able to see another door straight across from mine. Next to it was a black blank painting and a vase below it. Then I heard a loud whoosh. Footsteps clattered on the hard tile. Then the noise was replaced by the sound of carpet cushioning footfall. I watched as a figure walked into my view of the hall. He was wearing some denim overalls, and below he wore a green long sleeve shirt. His face was out of view, but he was covered in mud. He left dirt on the carpet below. I was about to call out to him when all of the dirt on his clothing disappeared. The dirt on the carpet was vaporized, now perfectly clean. The doors across from me opened instantly. This man was magic and maybe the reason I was here. Now, magic is definitely not real, is what I would have said if I had not seen that. As he walked into the room, the doors closed behind him, and like he was never there, silence fell upon the mansion. I backed away from the keyhole. As I did, my hand brushed my pants pocket. I felt something. I reached inside to feel a cold, hard object. When I pulled it out, I found myself holding a key. It looked like it would fit into the keyhole. I heard a scream in the distance and chose to ignore it. I placed the key into the keyhole and turned it silently. I cracked the door, hoping to find it oiled nicely. It made no noise. I looked up and down the hall. It looked like a pattern repeating over and over again until it was met by a door at both ends. I had to get out. I had to save everyone from whatever conjuring was happening. I silently began creeping down the hall, hoping not to be heard by anyone. 
I had to escape without the host knowing, or who knows what would happen to me. This man was magic, and maybe the reason I was here. Now, magic is definitely not real, is what I would have said if I had not seen that. As he walked into the room, the doors closed behind him, and like he was never there, silence fell upon the mansion. I backed away from the keyhole. As I did, my hand brushed my pants pocket. I felt something. I reached inside to feel a cold, hard object. When I pulled it out, I found myself holding a key. It looked like it would fit into the keyhole. I heard a scream in the distance and chose to ignore it. I placed the key into the keyhole and turned it silently. I cracked the door, hoping to find it oiled nicely. It made no noise. I looked up and down the hall. It looked like a pattern repeating over and over again, until it was met by a door at both ends. I had to get out. I had to save everyone from whatever conjuring was happening. I silently began creeping down the hall, hoping not to be heard by anyone. I had to escape without the host knowing, or who knows what would happen to me. Thank you for listening to Mountain Manor. Tune in next time for Chapter 1, Part 4.